Today's sponsor is Datadog, a real-time monitoring platform that unifies metrics, logs, and distributed traces from your cloud containers and orchestration software. Datadog's container-centric monitoring features allow you to track the health and performance of your dynamic container environment. The container map provides a bird's-eye view of your container fleet, and the live container view searches, groups, and filters your containers with any criteria, like tags, pods, or workspaces. To start monitoring your container clusters, sign up for a free trial today, and Datadog will send you a free t-shirt. Visit datadog.com slash container dash cloudcast to get started. That's datadog.com slash container dash cloudcast. Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from the massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hope everybody is having a good January 2024. The month is continuing to move along and uh, weathers are all over the place. Uh, I've seen blizzards in places. I've seen weather warming up. Everybody's staying warm and safe. And uh, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, hopefully you're, you're probably already warm. But uh, otherwise, hope everybody's having a good January so far. Um, it's been interesting so far this month. I think if I look back to last year, we were... You know, if I look sort of the end of 2022 to 2023, we were kind of going through this uncertainty and we started seeing um, some tech layoffs in in early 2023. And it felt like, okay, uh, you know, the, the pandemic had sort of ended or was very close to sort of being under control. Uh, we had seen all sorts of hiring happen uh, because of the pandemic, you know, a whole bunch of shifts in, you know, where revenues were going and uh, money had flowed into the economy from governments and, uh, you know, certain things had happened and all sorts of stuff. And at the time, we I think we all sort of thought, okay, well, that that was going to be sort of the correction that was going to happen post-pandemic. And, you know, and then we were going to have this sort of thing that went along with it, which was, you know, the economy was going to be slower because there was a lot of uncertainty about, well, you know, is this the new age that we're sort of in? And I think it surprised a lot of people at the beginning of the year and it sort of, you know, faded away by February and then the the year sort of gotten to a level of normalcy. And what we've seen over the last month or the last, I don't know, three weeks, if you will, is I think a lot of us expected the year to sort of start off fairly slow. Um, you know, the economy is starting to get uh, a little more robust. It's not, uh, you know, booming by any means, but it's kind of getting back to a level of normalcy. We're seeing some growth in pockets. We're seeing some interest rates come down. And, you know, I think we, we sort of thought, okay, we're going to kind of slowly move into the year. And that has been not the case. I think what we've seen is uh, a number of companies, especially in the tech sector, uh, maybe not in other parts of the of the economy, but in the tech sector in particular, um, it feels like we have seen, uh, you know, kind of a January 2023 2.0, uh, as is January 2024. So, uh, we've seen quite a bit of transition here early in the early in the year, early in the first month. Uh, I think it's surprised a lot of people. I think there's been, um, you know, some layoffs. We've seen some announcements from companies like uh, like Broadcom and so forth. Anyways, what I want to try and do is kind of dig into a little bit of that. You know, why is some of this stuff happening? Um, some of the responses from people um, I think are worth digging into because they're somewhat understandable, but also maybe some misguided responses and so on and so forth. So anyways, we're going to try and dig into that after the break. Are you looking to stay ahead of the curve in the latest trends in enterprise tech? Look no further than the Breaking Analysis podcast with Dave Vellante. This data-driven program dives into the most important topics facing the enterprise tech industry today. With a data-first approach that leverages ETR's renowned surveys of IT decision makers and insight from the Cube community, 
Breaking Analysis delivers in-depth research on the most important topics facing technologists and IT buyers. Whether you're a business leader, an IT professional, investor, or just an avid follower of the industry, this podcast is a must-listen. Just search Breaking Analysis Podcast wherever you get your podcast and tune in today to stay ahead of the game in enterprise tech. And we're back. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I kind of want to dig into a little bit of some of this early 2024 um, activity we're seeing, especially in the tech sector. Um, not necessarily, you know, the companies that tech companies sell to, but the tech companies themselves. So we have seen, you know, an early number of layoffs. Um, again, layoffs are always relative in terms of the numbers. Uh, numbers always seem big because we're talking about people and we never want to necessarily, um, you know, make light of the fact that that any individual may be impacted by layoffs. But uh, we have seen a number of those. And I think, you know, first and foremost, the thought there, I think, is a couple of things. One, um, you know, while a lot of companies did some form of layoff in 2023, you know, oftentimes what happens is we have a tendency to, uh, you know, overestimate uh, our needs when, when things are going well. Uh, you know, oh, we need to hire a lot of people. If we hire, you know, at a really high rate, if we spend all the money, uh, we'll be able to accelerate. And then we have a tendency sometimes when when things are bad, um, because it's easy to spend money, it's easy to sort of expand. Um, you don't really think of it because there's no real constraints to it. When when we're reducing, we're trying to sort of get things back in line, whether that's through layoffs or cost cutting or divestitures of whatever it might be. Um, you know, we have a tendency to to then be very, uh, you know soft gloved, if you will, right? We, we're always like, well, you know, do we have to, you know, can, can we, can we maybe not have to do as much? Cause it feels like a destructive behavior. Uh, we know it impacts individual people. Um, we know it means that, you know, certain things aren't going to get done, but somehow, you know, the, the expectations are still going to be there. So I think what happens is there's, there's a tendency to, to overestimate needs, uh, when, when things are rising, um, Many, many companies, you know, over invest, over, uh, you know, set expectations. And then unfortunately what happens is it's not unusual to see multiple rounds of cuts. Um, and I think what we're seeing is a lot of companies did the cuts in 2023. Uh, they weren't really sure what the economy was going to look like in 2023, but there was some some optimism that maybe it's not, you know, going to be as long. It's not going to take as long to recover or a normalcy will come back. Um, and I think what we saw is the, cons- not the concern, but the the conservatism of people, of companies to spend uh, kind of extended uh, because people weren't sure if we were sort of out of the woods, if the economy has sort of come back. Uh, maybe it's come back in regional pockets, but not everywhere. Um, and I think for a lot of companies, because of that, maybe their sales numbers weren't as high and they went ahead and, and unfortunately made sort of a second round of cuts that you know, maybe you could argue should have been made a year ago or whatever it might be. Um, and those are always no fun, but I think, you know, what, what tends to happen is, you know, you, you do see this sort of secondary round oftentimes maybe is bigger than the first round. Uh, but oftentimes is, is, you know, done with a little more, uh, a little more force in terms of, of trying to correct whatever, uh, you know, imbalance has been created, uh, in terms of number of people or expenses or, lack of priorities, lack of accountability, whatever. So I think that's that's ultimately what we're seeing here at the beginning of 2024 is, um, you know, a lot of companies who either didn't, you know, the first round didn't necessarily uh, fix their business or create them, put them in a situation in which, um, you know, they got back to the numbers that they were expecting or, 
um, you know, they just they didn't see necessarily the the sales growth or the growth or whatever uh, you know they needed in order to to see what 2024 was going to look like. So, you know, it'll be very interesting to watch if this is sort of like 2023, where a lot of it happened right away at the beginning of the year. Um, we then ended up seeing. Uh, you know, a number of companies sort of recover from a stock price perspective, or um, if this is more of just a, you know, has to be done for the survival of the business. So I think I think that's going on. I think the second thing is we are uh, in the beginning or the middle of what's going to be a, you know, a big come down for all of the 2021, 2022 unicorns. Uh, we're already beginning to see uh, a few companies, um, and we'll get into it in Cloud News of the Month in February. We're already beginning to see a few companies who are, um, you know, beginning to sell their assets, close their doors. We've seen some some small acquisitions, but they've mostly been sort of, you know, a few people. Um, so we've seen a few companies in that space. I suspect we're going to see many more of those. Um, and so they're very possible that, you know, certain companies are are doing some of their layoffs in anticipation of being able to, to potentially acquire some companies uh, literally almost out of bankruptcy at very low cost, uh, but potentially be able to pick up some very interesting technology. So there's there's that possibility happening as well. Uh, the third thing that's going on, I think, is you know we're beginning to see in in some industries, uh, some parts of our industry, uh, especially the ones tied to Broadcom in particular, or previously tied to VMware. Um, you know we're seeing the announcements come from Broadcom, and the first biggest one that they're making uh, beyond the things that they did at the end of last year around their product was uh, they made a number of uh, uh, announcements around uh, the things that they're doing with their partner ecosystem and without their partner ecosystem. And so we've seen some um, some layoffs at uh, companies that were very strong partners of VMware no longer needing their partner organizations anymore. Um, and so we've seen some, some layoffs because of that. So there are some things that are happening um, you know, that are, I think, driven by macro level things. There's a few things that are sort of smaller level. And then we've seen some some interesting, I don't know, I'll call it noise. I don't want to call it signals at this point. I feel like we're calling it noise. You know, but we've seen a couple of interesting articles being written, uh, a few sort of testimonials, if you will, from various people at both AWS and at GCP recently. So, um, you know, I spoke about an article uh, that uh, Justin Garrison wrote. Uh, he had been previously at AWS. He recently left. Uh, Forrest Brazil, who had previously been at GCP, he recently left, and he's made some comments on some of his Substack things. Um, Adrian Cockcroft, who had previously been in AWS, and I think what we're seeing with some of that is, you know, you can you can go read it. I put the links in the show notes. You know, it, it's interesting to see some people who you know make some comments about things where I think there's some disconnects between them having a bigger understanding of the business. And them looking at their individual situations and thinking that their individual situations are central to the bigger things that the business is trying to change. So, you know, in the case of the articles about AWS, um, at the crux of those, they're basically saying, um, you know, AWS, like many companies, is sort of wrangling with this challenge of return to office. Right, and AWS has been very vocal about wanting people to return to office. I mean, if we if we go back and remember, um, you know, it wasn't AWS unique. Um, they were they were very very adamant about working in the office and only allowing people to work in the office, not to be a remote worker. Period for Amazon or AWS, but but many of the big tech companies were this way. Google was this way, and, and others have been this way. Um, so you know, to a certain extent, 
this is them trying to get back to a known state that happened before the pandemic, but also kind of, you know, they weren't terribly, terribly remote friendly before, right? So, so their business is not necessarily designed to work that way. And so you're seeing some people who, you know, through various means have been told one way or the other, look, um, you know, the way going forward is going to be uh, in the office and, you know, you have an opportunity to to comply with that. But, you know, what we're seeing from a lot of people is sort of saying, well, I don't want to comply with that. I like the way I'm doing it. And I think I'm getting away, f- you know, I'm doing fine and uh, I'm contributing to the business and so forth. And and there's some implications in some of the articles that this is this sort of big nefarious, uh, you know, plan by AWS to like, f- you know, not have to give a bunch of people severance. And there may be some small inkling to that. I, I think the reality of this is, you know, Amazon's business in its best days uh, essentially was very, you know, in the office centric. And it was, you know, kind of the way that they they did their organizations, the way that innovation happened is the way that people were interacting with each other. And, um, you know, I think that's it more than anything else. Um, there's also some misguidedness in some of the articles about, well, they laid off people and therefore all their services are going to go bad or they laid off people and therefore they're, you know, they're sta- they're tanking their stock price. Well, those things don't necessarily align themselves uh, with reality. Um, you know, I, I don't want to speak about internally what's going on with Amazon. Um, you know, I think if they had, you know, gone out of their way and done that, but I, I think at the end of the day, they can lay off people in roles that aren't mission critical to their business services. And while there's a lot of you build it, you run it at AWS, um, not every role is necessarily tied to that. So I I think people have to be a little bit cautious when they say things like, you know, certain roles were reduced. Therefore, uh, you know, there's going to be major outages at one of the major cloud providers. I I think, I think that's sort of a a bridge too far. Um, you know, in, in reality, I think, you know, most companies, AWS, I, I would, have to assume, uh, realizes that, that the stability of their service is probably one of the most important and critical things to their brand. And, you know, they're going to, to take the steps to make sure that the stability of their brand and the stability of their customers environments is, is paramount, maybe, you know, over marketing expenditure or, you know, DevRel expenditure or some other thing that, uh, you know, if it goes away might be, less desirable, but isn't going to be catastrophic the way that some of those things are being talked about. So, you know, I, I think there's some, there's some hyperbole happening in the marketplace. I do think there is, you know, again, I, we've talked about this so many times in the show. I feel like sometimes I'm, I'm a broken record. Um, you know, what, what's going on in 2024 is, you know, we are in a new era and that new era isn't completely new rules, right? We're, we're, we're going back to some old rules. There are companies fighting very hard to get people to come back into the office. I think to a certain extent when there are hiring freezes and when there is tougher economy and when there is maybe less revenue going into places, you know, the pendulum of who has more control in the, or who has more power in the negotiations management versus the workers. I think for the last five, six, seven, eight years, you know, the workers have had tremendous power uh, of mobility of asking for money I think that pendulum has swung back uh, in terms of uh, management has more leverage. And I think, you know, my guidance to, to people, uh, friends of mine and, and colleagues and people that I mentor and stuff is, look, um, you know, you you have to always be conscious of the current status of the market, not 
not the world you want to live in, but the world that you do live in. And, you know, right now with tight markets um, and, you know, whatever your opinion is on, on return to office, um, you know, you, you have to be sort of conscious that the leverage that you used to have, the things that you used to think that you could just kind of get away with, um, or even just the thing that you thought was the right metric to measure may not necessarily be the right metric uh, that the company is going to use going forward. And and you can decide to fight that. You can decide to push back on that. Uh, but, you know, at least in the near term, that may not necessarily be uh, in in your in your best long term interest and so forth. So, um, you know, I, I think the the guidance I, I, I'm the way I'm thinking about this now as all this stuff is sort of playing out. Aaron and I talked about it at the end of the year show. Um, you know, we, we sort of said we think 2024 is really going to be the year of of uh, of AI sort of execution, right? That you know, we, last year was was sort of the AI discovery year. This was very much going to be the the AI, you know first steps, uh, you know, the early adopters, the early, you know, just beyond early adopters and so forth. I, I think the other underlying theme that we're going to see throughout the year is going to be a year of accountability. And, you know, I think what that means is that uh, we're going to see some more instances of, you know, sort of the Reddit culture of, hey, I'm angry about something. I want to sort of get the masses behind me for a few hours or my 15 minutes of fame. Um, you know, I want to, I want to let people know that I've been wronged and you'll see some people get behind you, but not in the same way that you would have three, four five years ago, because again, the, the power dynamics are sort of shifting back to management, having some play and people are essentially going to, you know, always sort of side with a lot of times their own interest and, you know, their own ability to get paid, uh, make their mortgage, put food on the table, have health insurance, all those sort of things. So, you know, I think people probably, you know, make your own decision, do whatever you want. Um, you know, I, I think sort of standing out and and, and trying to, to put up a fight for something that you may or may not necessarily understand all the details of may or may not be in your best interest. Um, you know, I think it's important to remember that businesses don't necessarily work like Reddit, Reddit threads. Um, you know, the Internet doesn't forget these things. And, and while people might get behind your cause, and be excited about it for a day or a thread or a few minutes or whatever, you know, the, the negative connotations that may come directly on you are going to last for a long time because they're on the internet and, and the internet doesn't forget and Twitter doesn't forget and YouTube doesn't forget and all those sort of things. Um, you know, I think if I was guiding people, I always, especially when times are a little tougher or they're uncertain, I always sort of tell people get as close to, as you can to, being able to directly show a line that that you are involved with helping the company make revenue more so than you are a cost to the business or you are a somebody who can't necessarily explain what you do for the business right so so be very clear about what you provide for the business how you help drive revenue for the business or you help reduce costs for the business um, because in times of uncertainty or times of accountability those two things oftentimes matter to the, the management of the company or the shareholders of the company more so than, um, you know, some, some softer, um, types of things, um, might have in the past. Uh, next thing I, I always sort of guide towards is focus on results as opposed to focusing on excuses, right? 
you don't always have to find the best results, but you do want to be able to find results. Be somebody who is looking for results, is not looking to to create excuses, and be somebody who's looking to find efficiencies and inefficiencies and try and help and improve those things, right? So if you look at your role and you say, hey, I'm not necessarily that close to the revenue of the company, right? Maybe I'm not in sales. I'm not in building the product necessarily, or I'm not in working with our, you know, our our customers and partners that deliver whatever goods and services you provide. Um, you know, be looking for efficiencies that you can improve, inefficiencies that you can try and fix. Um, and and as much as possible, be looking to drive results. They don't always have to be, you know, full KPI results. You don't have to solve them all with one silver bullet. But, um, you know, when when things are getting tighter and think people are being asked, hey, you know, where can we cut? Where can we thin things out? Where can we tighten our belt a little bit and so forth? You know, you want to be on the side of, um, you know, looking looking at things from a positive perspective as opposed to being somebody who's who's pointing out negativities or is, you know, driving, just driving cost up and, and, and sort of still living with the rules that existed in the past. Um, and again, the thing to remember in all this is in the in the bigger picture of, you know, where does tech sit in the bigger picture of things? It's usually uh, in on the more sort of upward curve type of thing, but but it goes through periods. And it seems like right now we're maybe in a sort of a flatter period to a certain extent, right? Um, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, but as a result of that, you know, the dynamics of, of management and workers is going to change over time. Uh, the dynamics of, you know, what were the rules two or three years ago? Uh, don't necessarily extend into into the next fiscal year. Uh, this was kind of why Brandon and I did the, the you know how to survive Q one show a week or so ago. Um, but I think you know I, I would I would sort of keep all those things in mind uh, as you're thinking about your role, as you're evaluating your role, as your company is rolling out Q one and so forth. Um, it's it's interesting to watch just sort of the dynamics in our industry. We have a tendency to be uh, followers sometimes, you know, when something is happening in our industry, um, lots of other people tend to jump on board with it. They tend to want to make decisions faster rather than slower. Um, you know, and, and our hope is that, uh, you know, the things that are going on in our industry right now that are, you know, disturbing to people and, and frightening to people and so forth don't last very long. Uh, but the only guidance we can kind of give is, you know, kind of keep, keep your head on a swivel, um, be aware of sort of what the new rules are. Don't, don't get yourself hung up in, uh, you know, pure inflexibility of what the old rules were. Because uh, again, the, the market has changed. Um, if if you don't accept that the market has changed, you know, you, you only have sort of yourself to blame if if certain things sort of come your way and, and you you push back on them because you you know you're not adapting to the marketplace. So, um, anyways, I, it's it's a it's an interesting time that we're in. I think, like I said, it feels like. A little bit of January and February of 2023, if you want to go back and listen to any of those shows, or if you want to kind of go back and do a little bit of historical context of what that looks like. Um, but it does feel like we're sort of seeing a second correction to, you know, all the things that came out of the pandemic in terms of just numbers and velocity of companies. And and tech, to a certain extent, is, you know, it's, it's going through sort of a natural, um, you know, reshuffling uh, because, you know, some big acquisitions have happened. Um, AI is sort of making people rethink priorities about stuff. Um, so just kind of, kind of be aware the rules have changed somewhat. The game has changed somewhat, um, you know, and, and your position, while it may not feel like it's changed, probably has changed a little bit. So 
Um, anyways, that'll kind of wrap it up. I thought it was, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of doing this one just as a, a, a point of historical, you know, what's going on. Because I think anytime we have dips, anytime we have sort of a, a rush of a lot of activity, uh, it's important to just sort of figure out like, well, what's going on? Is this a macro thing? Is this a micro thing? Um, and again, you know, does this look or smell like anything we've seen before? Does it rhyme with anything in the past? So with that, I'll wrap it up. Hope everybody's doing well. Again, I hope your January is going well for you. Um, you know, if you're, if you're in a pinch, if, if some things have happened, uh, let us know. We will, we're always, you know, open to, to try and do the best we can, make an introduction for you or things along those lines. So anyways, with that, I'll wrap it up. Hope you're all doing well. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for giving us some of your time every week. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for helping us grow the community. Um, again, we we did make one small change. Uh, we changed our social media handle. So we are now Cloudcast Pod. We used to be the cl- at the Cloudcast Net everywhere, and we had some problems getting it in some of the other um, newer social media things. So we have changed it to Cloudcast Pod, C-L-O-U-D-C-A-S-T-P-O-D, at Cloudcast Pod on all the social media. So linked, um, uh, Twitter and our X and Instagram and TikTok. Um, so you can find us there, uh, if you want to follow along for any of the social media stuff to do. And we do expect to start doing more and more social media stuff once, uh, Aaron and I get through some things here in January. So, uh, would love a follow. And with that, I'll wrap it up and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media. 